0: At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. podcast the podcast for cryptids and their keepers that's us and if you're listening it's you too i'm alex flanagan and i'm addison peacock and we're here to deck the halls with merry cryptids i i don't know these halls are gonna get decked someone's halls are getting decked tonight it's it's a it's a threat now yeah i don't know can i can i be honest and vulnerable about something now that we're on air Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> now that I can say it in front of 9,000 people, can I say something? Yeah. I, weirdly enough, I'm having actually, like, a really hard time getting into the Christmas spirit this year. Not, like, because the heart is not willing, because it very much is. I think it's just, like, because I've mostly been working from home, and we don't really uh-huh. have any decorations up, and I haven't been getting out. Like, it hasn't mm-hmm. snowed. I'm just kind of – I'm having a really hard time breaking through that mindset. So, um, researching this week's cryptid was – very enjoyable for me because it was a really nice way to sort of slide back into that energy and and pretend things are just a, a mite frostier here, as it were. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, but also, um, I will say oh. really quickly, speaking of the Christmas spirit, yes, um, that the the Cryptid Keeper slash Horror Borealis gang will be at Candle Night's live. We will in Huntington, West Virginia. In Huntington, West Virginia, so wild and wonderful. Uh, Cryptid Keeper fans, if you're gonna be there, uh we'll be there yeah if anybody is gonna be there um let us know shout us out either on twitter or in the facebook group we're definitely gonna we're gonna be there in full force and if you're there and you want to like get a picture or something we'd love to so just like say hi you know yeah Um, swing by safety town you know whatever show me a picture of your cat (laughs) we've gotten so many we're so (laughs) grateful okay sorry um i just wanted to go ahead and inject that in at the top there um and Uh, also remind you good i'm glad you did We'll be immersed in Christmas spirit soon enough in holiday candlelight. Truly, I'm so excited. There's like in, nothing more traditionally Christmassy than getting in a car with your best friends for six hours and going to see a pan traditional, pan sexual, personal pan pizza holiday special. Oh, it's so good! I'm really excited. Uh, on that note, so, what'd you bring me? Well, let me let me just preface this by saying, uh, you know how we've been hearing for years that frankly tired old take that Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie? Yeah. Well, piggybacking off of that, I'd like to give you my new theorem. All right, yeah. Which is that the boys are back in town is actually a Christmas song. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) No, the boys. Oh. More specifically, the Yule Lads. The Yule Lads. Or Venar, as they are called in their traditional Icelandic. You've opened the December 14th door of our advent calendar and they've come a-tumbling out. (laughs) I'm so excited. Oh my god, I can hear it. Just, like, -like Uh childlike glee. Yeah, it's here, it's (laughs) here, we're ready. (laughs) Oh man, so there is so much to talk about with the Yule Lads, because essentially what you are getting is 13 cryptids for the price of one. Oh my god. There are... I was about to slam my hands on my desk and realize that would be a very unsavory audio cue for our good friend Val, so I will refrain. But there are 13 of them, Addison! That's so many! I wish with all of my heart that this could be, like, a visual Cryptid Keeper episode and I could just, like, pull out a blackboard Brian David Gilbert style and just, like, go to town slapping things up there in the wall while I talk about these critters. But, um, <laughs> it's gonna be great. So, basically... Um, The things you need to know about the Yule Lads is uh-huh. that they are an Icelandic sort of creature. Maybe cryptid is a bit unfair. Maybe we're stretching it a little bit. There are not really any sightings. They are pretty strongly entrenched in mythology. However, we'll get to that. However, they're they're very sort of central to the holiday spirit, as it were, over here. So I think it's important to talk about them because they're oh, yeah. kind of a cornerstone of the tradition um, in this particular setting. Anyway, there are thirteen of them. They are rowdy, naughty boys who come down from the mountains uh, to sort of basically terrorize children. <laughs> oh, um, and it's it's weird. It's evolved over time. So they started out very much like malicious and mischievous and over time as other traditions of like the santa claus figure have become more and more like benevolent and more and more widespread the yule lads have softened and actually they nowadays even sort of serve that gift-giving role in icelandic christmas but they're not originally set up to be that way okay they were originally set up to be like kind of the worst <laughs> like none of them really have anything helpful to offer uh, they all have very distinct and specific skill sets but uh, none of them are really you know particularly desirable okay <laughs> they're they're typically referred to or thought of as pranksters um, and some of them are really kind of like harmless but annoying and others are kind of like that I'm not really sure that I'm comfortable with that happening in my home. But they come down one at a time from the mountains in the 13 days leading up to Christmas. Okay. And each one of them stays for 13 days before they leave one by one again. So it's like a, like a cascading sort of thing. So, like, one of the Yule Lads will come down to town, and then, uh, you know, their brother will come, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And the first one will leave, and then the second one will leave a day after, and the third one will leave a day after that. Make sense? Yes. So... The thing that uh, you will find particularly interesting about the Yule Lads is that they are all said to be the sons of a pair of mountain-dwelling trolls. Their mother is named Grilla, and she is, like, terrifying. She's huge and scary and eats mischievous children. Um, She sometimes, it's even said, like, puts them into a pot and makes a stew out of them. Queen. (laughs) Yeah, and she comes down from the mountains to basically terrified children who have misbehaved. Okay. I am kidding. I do not endorse eating children. <laughs> um, Maybe not, no. Um, but yeah, so like very much picture Icelandic mothers being like, you better be good or Grela's gonna come eat you and put you in her cauldron. Um, that's Grela. I came across her name when I was researching the Yule Cat. There are versions yes. of, I didn't dig any deeper, but there are versions of the Yule Cat story that say that that's her house cat. Oh, it is. Yes. It very is. Yes. <laughs> so there's Grela and there is her husband, who, I kid you not, is quoted as being smaller and weaker, and mostly stays at home in his cave, lazy and mindless. <laughs> his name is uh, Lepalutha, mm-hmm. and he is really kind of ineffectual. I think but that Grilla that's... needs to upgrade her relationship, maybe. <laughs> Look I for really think new... Grilla can do better. She's think... a strong, business-minded career woman. She's out here. She's very ambitious. She's taken charge, and... Uh, He's just kind of, you know, really not pulling his weight around here. Yeah, I think she can do, I think she can do better. Yeah, and considering he's got 13 sons, like, he could be doing a little bit better job being a... That is so many. I thought about it again when you said it, and it made me anxious. Yes, and then the Yule cat is, in fact, their house cat. Yes, so this horrible Christmas family consists of Grilla, Lepaluta, the 13 Yule lads, and the Yule cat... Side note, just wanted to check something really quickly while we were talking, and I have very good news. I don't mean to interrupt this, but we're on Spotify. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Resuming. Please tell me more about the Yule Lads and the Yule Cat. Yeah, so let's go down the list of Yule Lads, and then we can start talking about sort of like their their individual setting. Um so each of them has a traditional Icelandic name, which I have sounded out and written for myself here on this note card. And I hope I will do them some small modicum of justice. I know people are going to tweet at me anyway. Please don't. <laughs> I They're know gonna I'm doing do it wrong. It. They're going to do it. I know I'm doing it wrong is the thing. Like, I know I'm screwing it up. I just can't do any better than this. I sat for 45 minutes with the pronunciation key and Icelandic IPA and, like, transcribed them. It's okay. I feel like this is important to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really not trying to call anybody out. We get a lot of really, really helpful feedback from people all the time. And when I genuinely like mess up and don't seem to know I'm messing up, please call me out. I don't even like tell it's me. Hey, helpful. that's somebody's name. Like you should try to say it right. But the thing is that a lot of the time, when it comes to like correct pronunciations, there's a really, really fine line between pronouncing something correctly in the dialect that you were raised in, and like trying to pronounce it with an accent and a dialect that doesn't belong to you and just coming across like an asshole and feeling so pretentious that's my biggest yeah problem. that's so, the like, thing that always gets to me when i try to pronounce Like, there's a reason when I try to pronounce some of it, I, like, lean into it and just, like, go. Because otherwise I'm going to feel like that kid who did a study abroad in, like, France. And then he comes back and he's just, like... (laughs) And then he comes back and he's, like, I would like a café creme and a croissant. And you're, like, oh, my God, Brian. and, And that's a thing, right? Like, I studied French for several years. And there are a lot of words in English that are directly taken from French. So, like, every time I say to my friends, like... Oh, yeah, would you guys be interested in have a little get-together, a little rendezvous? Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not an asshole. I'm just going to say, like, hey, like, how about a rendezvous, you know? Like, that's how that word is correctly pronounced in this this corner of the world. And I know that it's not, like, correct French, but forgive me, please. Like, that is the English version of that word. And uh, so, you know, obviously, like, the... The oldest of Einhard, That's not like those aren't things that have been assimilated into our culture, but mm. I'm just going to do the best that I can, keeping in mind that I was raised speaking this language for 24 years. Yeah. So like my tongue is not set up to say some of these letters, but we will do our best. Yeah, exactly. We're all just trying our best. So anyway, each of them has their traditional Icelandic name. Then we also have English variants of their name that sort of loosely convey what it is their name is in Icelandic. And these translations come to us from a translation of a traditional poem where the Yule lads appear. Mm. And we'll get to that poem because it's a trip. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, Alex, I love I love an old poem explaining some sort of mischievous Christmas creature. Oh, don't we just? It's so good. Okay. So our first boy arriving on the 12th of December and leaving on Christmas Day is uh Stuckerstor, mm-hmm. which is tr- translated in English as Sheepcoat Claude. All right, Sheepcoat Claude. That's also uh, you might be wondering why he's called Sheepcoat Claude. Does he wear a sheepcoat? No, he harasses sheep. Oh. <laughs> but he's not very good at it because he has stiff peg legs. So when you say he harasses sheep, do you mean he chases them? Or do you mean he, like, catcalls them? <laughs> you know, it's not clear. I'm sure he's probably evolved his methods over time. Like, just sitting like, on just... a rock in somebody's farm, just shouting, yeah, like, hey, you baby, know. I'd like to shear you. <laughs> like, oh, no. Sheepcoat Claude likes to stay topical. But yeah, it's oh, so a stecker no. star, and he harasses sheep, but he's also got, like, peg legs that are not very effective. Okay. And then we've got Gilagar, uh-huh. which is... Uh, Gully Gawk okay. is his name He hides in gullies In like little dishes And waits for an opportunity to sneak Into the cow shed and steal milk Alright That's like That's fair I guess You gotta hustle however you can Yeah I mean even if your version of a hustle Is like hanging out in the ditch And staring <laughs> at a barn <laughs> Look Alex if you don't put in the time You're never gonna get to <laughs> reap the rewards so it's an, it's an entry-level position. Maybe someday he can, you know, climb that ladder. So he arrives on the 13th of December and leaves on the 26th of December. These boys stick around for, like, way too long. Okay. <laughs> Entirely too long. Yeah, well, 13 days each. Yeah, that's too long. Too long. Um, can you imagine 13 days hanging out in a ditch staring at cows? <laughs> Sounds pretty nice. Sounds like a nice retreat, honestly. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like a good staycation, right? Yeah. Like, there are millennials who would probably pay all of their savings to go to that. <clears throat> go to Iceland for 13 days and stare at a cow. <laughs> Therapeutic. It sounds really okay. nice, actually. Okay. It does. Our next brother is Stufer. Okay. Um, and this one's not so nice. His name means stubby. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. <laughs> because he is abnormally, it says, short. And uh, his whole deal is not just being short. He also likes to steal pans to eat the crust that is left on them. Okay, here's the thing. he doesn't steal food. He just eats the crusts out of the pans that have already been eaten out of. Can we talk about pan cheese for a second? Pan cheese? Okay, when you cook with cheese, like make a grilled Uh cheese in a pan, and you get that little Ah. crispy, crumbly, crusty cheese in the pan, and it's like a surprise delicious treat... Pan cheese is delicious. It is good. Yeah. No, pan cheese is good. I thought you were going to tell me pan cheese was like some traditional Icelandic thing. No. That probably wasn't cheese at all. And I was going to be really upset. No. No, no, like no. when I found out what gooey ducks were, and they're definitely not ducks, I was really upset. <laughs> oh, gooey ducks are terrifying. But <laughs> I'm just saying that out of all the Yule lads I've met so far, poor sweet stubby, I respect and understand. <laughs> because pan <laughs> cheese is a delicacy and I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You make a really good point. And to be fair, he's not taking, like, food from these families that are hand-to-mouth. You know, he's not, like, taking your your dinner that you slaved over. He's just like, hey, can I I get at that plate when you're done? (laughs) Yeah. He's eating, like, the leftover bits that nobody wants in the first place. I respect it. Uh Uh-huh. Which is fair. You know, he's very economical. He doesn't like food waste, and I like that. You know, I'm... Starting to realize that just as we went down a rebrand of the Yule cat, I think that maybe the millennial rebrand that we're giving the Yule lads is <laughs> is pretty interesting, too. Look, I still I still don't like the one that harasses sheep. I don't like him. <laughs> it's not awesome. All right. He's our, not good. Uh, our, our next little guy is Thverslaker. Okay. Which is um, spoon licker. Does he lick spoons, Alex? <laughs> he sure does. Um, his description is like a little bit... <laughs> upsetting, actually. Oh, okay. So he does, in fact, he does, in fact, steal spoons and lick them. And his name comes from, Thvir um, is like a kind of wooden spoon with a long handle and traditionally that's the kind of spoon that he steals and licks. <laughs> um sorry but this must be literally all that he eats because every description of him points out that he is extremely thin due to malnutrition oh no buddy like it's a lot you need to and ex- they don't just he needs to expand his diet he does and they don't just say oh yeah that's the first lake air, he's really skinny they say due to malnutrition and i'm really <laughs> upset by that <laughs> it's terrible yeah it's a lot i have a question about the spoon licking Yes, what about spoon liquor? <laughs> Does he lick used spoons like the way that you would lick like the batter when someone was baking? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wanted to make sure he wasn't just taking clean spoons <laughs> and licking them. I mean, you know, if that's all he can get his hands on. After he's been there for two or three days, I feel like they're, uh, they're going to start, you know, keeping their guard I do not like this proto-salad fingers. Oh, no, it's very bad. I do not like him. I do understand, but again, similarly to the pan cheese boy... I respect the fact that, like, licking the spoon when someone, for example, is making brownies is the best part, so... Oh, it's so good. I... I'm... Yeah. I am gonna be upset say, if we don't end up with, like, a tag-yourself meme with the Yule Lads after yeah, this episode. I'm hoping I, somebody pulls through with that. I feel that. a bit like that. Like, I feel like you could start breaking them down, like stand-up comedians will do this thing, like, kind mm-hmm. of hack comedians will do this thing where they're like, every friend group sure. has this person and this person and this person. And I feel like you... Are you the first year of your friend group? Yeah, you can start to break it down and be like, you know that one girlfriend of yours, she's always just licking spoons? <laughs> like always just licking spoons? And you're yeah. like, Debbie, eat a salad or something. And she's like, no, I just gotta lick the spoon. This one's for the stufer in your life. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... It so spoon liquor, spoon liquor gets here on the 15th of December and leaves on the 28th of December. Perfect. Okay. Next is Pot-A-Scuffle. I like that. That's cute. Would you like Would you like to take a guess at what Pot-A-Scuffle does? Um, Plays shuffleboard. No, no. No. Not quite. What That'd is, be nice. What, is it, what does he do? Pot-A-Scuffle um, steals leftovers from pots. Okay. So again... Leftovers. What's so strange about these, this particular group of Yule lads here in the middle, is that like they're all essentially doing the same thing, but they all decided to hyper-specialize for some (laughs) reason in one type of like cutlery or dinnerware. See, but I like that because that means that there's no overlap and there's no competition. Yeah, it's good. They're like, oh, no, 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 I couldn't. I only eat crusts out of pans. My brother is the spoon licker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, I was... No, I couldn't possibly. <laughs> I was fully expecting to not like the Yule Lads at all, but I actually quite like this grouping, like the these, like, leftover boys. Oh, yeah. I yeah really. these little guys are real weird. <laughs> I really like them, and I really respect them. Um, and, again, I love leftovers. Leftovers are one of my favorite things. I will often or like order more food that I know I can eat in one sitting so that I can have leftovers the next day because leftovers totally fair. are so good. So I get it. This one I resent slightly more than the rest because left the leftovers that are in pots, those might have been food the family was intending to later eat. Yeah, usually a more sizable sort of portion than, yeah. uh, than the rest so of them, maybe. So he's approaching territory that becomes less defensible for me, but I still mm-hmm. get it. <laughs> I also doubt that Grilla is providing them with like all the nourishment that they need. She, she maybe they don't want to eat babies. And maybe. I respect that. Like maybe they're not even vegetarians but just like not they're just like maybe not kids, yeah, mom. <laughs> exactly. They're maybe not uh humanitarians, but I'm bumped t- and <laughs> maybe, yeah, they just want to eat, like, some beef stew or something. And I get it. And I respect it. That's that's a very kind interpretation of the Uolaz, and I like that a lot. I would also like to consider that maybe since Grilla is such a powerful working woman mm-hmm. um, and her husband's clearly not picking up the slack, maybe since this is, like, her busiest season, she's just, like, out of the house for, you know, the Christmas season. And she's oh, like, yeah. all right, listen, I'm going to be gone for literally 26 days. Like, you boys can fend for yourselves that long, right? And they're like, totally. Yep. <laughs> But Dad doesn't know how to cook because, of course, he doesn't. And of course not. No. And so they're like, "We're not having hamburger helper again, Dad." <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go lick some spoons. <laughs> At least it's better. Like that's the only way they'll get a home cooked meal right now. It's true. Uh, oh man. I'm where were we? I was promising the myself that I. I'm promising myself that I won't Google Icelandic food this time. But the temptation is so strong. I was just because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what like the common foods are. <laughs> I just assumed most places, especially where it gets cold, make some kind of stew, so I figured a stew was yeah, a safe for sure. guess. But yeah, anyway. Who's next? Alright, so that's that's pot scuffle and he gets here on the 16th and leaves on the 29th. And he, he um, takes your leftovers. And takes your leftovers, your pot leftovers specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Oscar Laker. Okay, he also licks something, I bet. He does, he's bull liquor. <laughs> So we have we have Stubby who steals the pants with the crust, then we have spoon liquor, pot scraper, and now bowl liquor. Okay, look. Um <laughs> The thing about Ascus Laker though is that his like approach is a little bit more specific. He hides under the beds in the house, waiting for somebody to put down their bowl, no. which he then steals. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't yeah. I don't like that. And <laughs> don't love it, huh? I don't like that at all. Have you ever... Mm, it's wild. There's, like, this urban legend that goes around um, sometimes. And it used to scare me super badly as a youth, as a young one. But there's this this creepy story, and I won't, like, go through the whole thing, but, like, essentially, like, the idea of it, and uh, you've heard versions of it, but, like, a girl is home alone, and she, like, has her dog with her, and she, like, puts her hand down, and, like, her dog licks her hand before she goes to bed or whatever. But then, like, the next morning, mm-hmm. it turns out it wasn't her dog, and there was just, like, a creepy guy under her bed, oh, and then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard but that. But I'm like, oh, that's the. Ver- I like this version of the story better. <laughs> you put down, you put down your bowl for your dog to lick, and then you look over and it's just like this hairy little man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It <laughs> <Just> was like wow. <"Bleh." laughs> <laughs> I like that quite a lot. Um, oh It's gosh. called. It's that. Usually, that original story cycles around with the actually kind of laughable in retrospect title of humans can lick too, and <laughs> I know. Um. So now I'm just like. Yule lads can lick bowls, too, and that's... Yule lads can lick, too. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, so you put down your bowl for your dog, and this little guy comes out. (laughs) Um, Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, But anyway, I still... I don't like that, though. I don't like his (laughs) method. I don't love that he just hides under your bed and waits for your bowl. That's he, so weird. He's going to hide in your house. Can he please just, like, <laughs> maybe, like, hide in a kitchen cabinet, hide in a closet? <laughs> like, under the bed is Instead so... Instead of under your bed. It's too personal. And then just to, like, scuttle out to grab your bowls. Like, it's real strange. It's too personal. I hate it. Yeah, it's wild. Okay. All right, so that's, that's Asuka Sliker. And he comes on the 17th, leaves on the 30th. Okay. Who's next? So next is Hurt uh, the Skeller. All right. Helzer Skelter? Now, Hurt the Skeller... <laughs> Helter Skelter, exactly. Hurt the Skelter is... Or, ugh, you got me. Hurt the Skeller is um, one of the, like, more directly irritating... Oh. <laughs> like, he's not just going for your leftovers now. He's, like, actively harassing you. Okay, what's um, he doing? And his English name is Door Slammer. Oh. So <laughs> he know. likes to slam doors which is Hmm. not great. But more specifically, he comes into your house in the night and slams all the doors to wake people up. Okay. What a jerk. So it's it's not just that he's like throwing a tantrum and just like slamming your door. It's like he hangs out and then like waits till everybody's asleep. And then he's like, and then like goes around just banging on doors. There are worse things he could do, but compared to the other the preceding yule lads. He's the worst so far, so I feel, like, especially angry toward him. Yeah, there are, like, worse things he could do, but also as somebody who frequently wakes up, like, five or six times during the night, like, oh my god, let me tell you, if I were finally sleeping and then somebody just started, like, banging, like, for 13 days, I would go insane. Oh, it's a horrible thing for him to do. It's terrible. And... It's terrible. Also... Don't you dare come into my home and slam my doors unless you're going to chip into my rent, sir. (laughs) Like, pay my bills, sir. Do not be slamming doors in my home. The specific thing about the Yule lads that gets me, actually, and I think it's easy to forget when you're going down this list, is that they are, like cumulative right so like it's not just like these dudes are one at a time like bothering you it's like first you got somebody harassing your sheep and then you're like all right fine i think i've got this guy under control and the next day somebody shows up and then just starts like sneaking into your cow shed and stealing your milk and then you're like oh okay like that's fine they're outside i can deal with it but like then on the third day somebody just starts like stealing all your pan crusts and you're like where are my pans going i'm very much envisioning like I think the hallmark movie that maybe my heart has always wanted which is about a young woman who's like too wrapped up in business and so she goes on this getaway out into like the middle of nowhere in iceland to like get a break from it and rediscover herself and she just gets tormented by yule lads for 13 days oh my god yeah it's not and she just and she like doesn't know any of the lore so she's just like hanging out and then she's like oh somebody keeps licking all my spoons clean and the neighbor's like yeah you'll have that <laughs> yeah that happens merry christmas yeah we get that we get that here wait till tomorrow am i right and she's like what's happening I probably, I'm going to have to do a Google later because I don't want to do it right now because I want to be present with you in this space. Mm -hmm. But I really want to know if there have been any sort of horror films or actually I think you could make a really, really fun horror comedy about the Yule Lads. Oh, you super could. It would be great. I think especially from the perspective if you have someone who like moved to Iceland and doesn't know the lore and just like, Mm -hmm. it, it would start like almost like a home invasion like thriller. With the slow reveal that it's the Yule lads. It would mess me up super bad if I, like, started, like, just going around my house. And, like, I mean, it's very funny, like, if you know what's happening, but if you weren't seeing them or anything, just being like, okay, I swear there was, like, stuff in that pot yesterday and I'm the only person staying in this little cabin. Oh, yeah. Or, like... You know why? Just put that spoon down. Where did it go? Or like, literally, where are all my bowls going? Like, I would go crazy. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, um, if you're listening to this, uh, copyright, copyright, copyright. Do not steal. Um, <laughs> uh, this is my screenplay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it's very good. Um, I think there need to be more Christmas horror movies, uh, especially horror comedies, because it's a genre that just, I, I like, and I think I want more good stuff in it. So this is mine. OC, do not steal. Okay. Who's next? All right. So that's Door Slammer. Door Slammer comes on the 18th and leaves on the 31st. Right. He can so bite me. I don't like him. One last one last slam in the door on the year on the yeah, way don't out. Yeah, let, don't let it hit, hit you on your butt on the way out, am I right? Okay. Who's next? Am I right? Okay. Bye. <laughs> so next... Um, is a, a fun little dude. Actually, he's he's like kind of. Is he fun? Perhaps the most harmless. Okay. He's kind of fun. Right. Yeah, I wasn't sure if. Um, so yeah. this next guy is Skurgeomer. Okay, what's it mean? And Skurgomer means skur gobbler. And all right, need more explanation. <laughs> he just really he just really likes skur. What is that? It's like an Icelandic yogurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> So he just... And he just likes it. He just likes yogurt. <laughs> it doesn't even say that he, like, steals it or anything. He just really likes it. <laughs> I mean, I like yogurt, too. I get it. <laughs> he just... He just really loves yogurt. <laughs> I, He's just super into it. He's just having a good time. He, he just guts to get those probiotics. I love it. It's really great. It's Jamie Lee Curtis's favorite Yule Lad. I like him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Probably. Uh, yes. Skirt is, like, a... It's, well, it's a cultured dairy product. It's, mm-hmm. um... Basically, it's it's like a yogurt, although it's technically classified as a cheese. That's like mm-hmm. strained more, I think, or something. Okay. Anyway, um, it's it's good. I think I've seen it. Oh, now that I now that you say that, I've definitely seen it at like Whole Foods. Um, yeah, S-K-Y-R. Yes, I've definitely sure seen probably. it at Whole Foods. So I know I, I have never had it, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. All right, you know. That's, um, yeah, he he just loves it. All right, it's pretty harmless, I guess. Like. So he just hangs out for 13 days, you know, maybe like, hey, can I I get some of that? Or like he sees you making your grocery list and maybe you leave the room for a second and he runs and he adds skrr to your (laughs) grocery list. He just runs on and scribbles on your list and it's just a skrr and like real bad writing and the K is backwards. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love that mental image. Yeah, he just wants to make sure that you keep a lot in your house. Mm Mm-hmm. So he comes on the 19th and leaves on the 1st of January. He's fine. He can stay as long as he wants, honestly. He's okay. Yeah, honestly, it's just like, okay, dude, if that's all you can talk about, like, maybe don't overstay your welcome super long, but you're really not bothering me. Like, compare him to the the boy who's slamming my doors in the middle of the night to wake me up. Yeah, he can chill. Yeah. No, yogurt, the yogurt lad can stay. He's okay. <laughs> oh, man. I, honestly, I think if we were going to rebrand them, I would call that guy yogurt lad. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, yeah, he's my favorite so far. I like him the best. So far, yeah, so far so good. Um, okay, so the next the next little boy okay. is Riker. I like that. All right, what's it mean? It's a very fun name. It's maybe the second most fun name to say on this list. All right. He is Sausage Swiper. <laughs> oh, Swiper, no swiping. So... Clearly, he swipes your sausages. Um, But but in order to accomplish this, he specifically hides in your rafters and steals (laughs) sausages that are being smoked. So, like, you put him up there and he's like, and crawls along the rafters and swipes the sausages. Okay, uh, honestly, he puts so much work in, I think he kind of deserves them. It's pretty good. Like at that point, he's he's worked harder for that sausage than I did. He can have it. <laughs> like look, I'm not crawling up there anytime soon. You take what you want, buddy. Like Oh my god, I can see him sort of like in a sort in a mission impossible apparatus, sort of dropping from the ceiling. <laughs> like a harness yes. just like descending. Duh. Oh, oh, man. Da, We've da, got Stubby da, up da, on the roof da, holding da, the other da. end. Yeah, exactly. I, I like God, him. I love it. I like him. The ocean's 13, except will Lads. Exactly. So, And it's just them stealing your leftovers and sausages, <laughs> I guess, and yogurt. Yeah. And, and Well, yeah, and looking fondly at your yogurt. <laughs> looking longingly at your yogurt. Yeah, just sort of desiring your yogurt. I really like this one, too. I know he's technically crossed the line into stealing food you are actively planning to eat, mm-hmm. but the fact that he does it by hiding in the rafters is so funny to me that i'm like just take it take what you want yeah it's really good honestly i, like I love that part it's also probably like if it's while they're being smoked it's probably hard to breathe up there like he's going through a lot to get the sausages he's really like his head's in the game you know i i like that one i like that one a lot <laughs> um yeah Nick riker's fun mm-hmm. so he comes on the 20th leaves on the second mm-hmm. What if it's a vegetarian family that he's, like, haunting? Why are they smoking sausages? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying why, like, oh, what if he shows saying, up and okay. he's disappointed? It's kind of my impression that these guys don't just go down to, like, one house. Okay. It's like a village, right? Like, they're probably going down to, like, the local village and just sort of doing their thing. Now, here's actually a question that I have, and I didn't really look into it, but I'd be curious to see... Um, well, and I guess I, I partially know, like, a little bit of the answer to this. Like, there's there's kind of a, a Santa effect with these guys, and we'll talk about it shortly. Okay. But I'm kind of wondering if anybody's, like, tapped into the, the like, elf-on-the-shelf market of Yule Lads. Oh. Like, getting, like, a set of 13 little weird dolls that just, like, start showing up more and more in your house, like, as days yeah, go on. Yeah, here's the thing. Thing. That would be kind of fun. That's nightmarish. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, it's horrible. I, also, I don't love Elf on the I Shelf. I was going to say. I think I would love it more if it was 13, like, weird-looking little hairy guys, like, just hanging out in your... Like, one of them, you open the fridge on, like, what day? On, like, the 19th, uh-huh. and, like, on top of your yogurt container, there's just, like, a little stuffed, little stuffed yogurt boy. Okay, that would make it better for you? Yes. All right, we just have very different... We just have very different sensibilities about the holidays, I guess. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Differences are what make us strong. I just... <laughs> Uh, Just like a little stuffed guy. Okay. Thirteen of them. Just your parents in the middle of the night rearranging thirteen figurines like madmen in the dark. Okay. Shit, that's great. Happy holidays. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy this period of time. I do not parents. like the Elf on the Shelf. I find it very unnerving. Oh, I don't love Elf on the Shelf. But anyway. No, I don't like it at all. But, like, there's no narrative basis for the Elf on the Shelf. That's right? true. Like, these are justified. Oh, okay, they're narratively justified, so that makes them less creepy. Great. Got it. Yes, that's how I make 85% of my decisions. Okay, so who's next? <laughs> okay, so next is, and this is the most fun name to say, I think, Glugageiger. <laughs> I like it. What's What does it mean? Well, I don't love him. His name is Window Peeper. Oh, no. And it's not nearly as bad as it actually sounds, although, you know, he basically, he snoops around and looks through your windows to look for things that he wants to steal later. That's not good, Alex. No, it's not great. But when I first saw Window Peeper, I was like, is this a Peeping Tom situation? And thankfully, no. it's not. Um, I mean, it's still bad. He still wants to steal. I mean, he's steal. still, like wanting to steal your stuff and also still, like, invading your privacy by looking in your windows. Oh, yeah, very much. Maybe he's not trying to see you getting out of the bath, but he might anyway. That's fair. I mean, yeah. But you didn't have a problem with the guy stealing sausages. No, I didn't have a problem. So the stealing is your problem. The stealing is not my problem, actually. In this situation, my problem (laughs) is the invasion of my privacy. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Also the fact that the sausage stealer has a very specific MO and a very specific thing that he wants, which is sausages. And this guy's just like, What have you got? And he's like, alright, just sort of cracking my knuckles here. Like, let's just let's just take a look see. We go, ooh, that, that looks that, nice. I'll be back see, for that. later. I don't later. like that. I don't like that. Because the sausage stealer <laughs> yeah, I can at least acknowledge potentially that is out of some sort of necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No GlukaGiger's no good. He's just hanging out and he's like, mm, what's that? A new V C R? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> like Yeah. He's, uh, he's just looking through, and he does hang around till after Christmas, so it's possible that he's casing the joint to find out where your presents are, and then he's going to yeah. take them. Oh my god! <laughs> That'd be rough. Like, little, like, Bjorn, I don't know names, <laughs> just got, like, one of those, do you remember that, like, raptor toy that, like, it, like, was supposed to be kind of, like, AI and, like, would talk, uh-huh, like, yeah. you could, like, talk to it? He got one of those, and this guy's gonna roll up the day after Christmas and take it. Because he looked through the window and thought, that looks neat. I think I want one. I'm just imagining now, like, once all the Yule lads end up back home, and they all get up there and they're like, oh, yeah, hey, boys, how was your Christmas? Like, oh, yeah, no, it was good. I had some sausages. I looked at some yogurt and, and like oh okay, yeah that's nice that's nice and he's just like over here adjusting like his new rolex <laughs> like no that's all that sounds good boys i'm really he proud is, of you like the wealthiest family in the village and then just takes all their christmas presents yeah. after they open them he's oh, got like man. a cashmere sweater on he's got like <laughs> yeezys on his feet he's got oh my god gucci sunglasses really he looks expensive amazing. headphones yeah yeah some beats by Dre. He looks amazing. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> rocking god. those studios. Oh my god. Oh yeah, true. Okay, so that's that's Geiger. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, comes on the 21st, leaves on the 3rd. So, you know, gets there just early enough to sort of like scope things out, get an escape plan, and then he cases takes all your, your stuff. house and then takes your stuff. Yeah, not awesome. <laughs> okay, this next one is another like kind of strange one. All right. Um, This next one is Gautithefer. Okay. And that means. And his name is Doorway Sniffer. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you heard me correctly. So, doorway sniffer. I'm sorry, I'm gonna need you to elaborate. Yes, he has an abnormally large nose. perfect. and a heightened sense of smell, which he uses to locate um a delicacy called Lafabro, which is leaf bread, basically. Oh. It's this like, yeah, I saw that listed. When I was researching, like, Christmas foods to eat in Iceland. Yeah, it's, like, these thin little pancakes, kind of. And they've got, like, Um, pretty designs on them. Yes, 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 yes. And nowadays, actually, it's kind of a thing where kids will, like, make them to leave them out for the Yule Lads in much a way that, like, we might leave out cookies and milk for Santa or, like, Uh carrots for the reindeer. Sometimes um, kids in Iceland will leave out leaf bread for the Yule Lads. Okay, now that is cute and that I like. (laughs) It is cute. I still hate the name Doorway Sniffer. (laughs) I so, I used to always leave out carrots for the reindeer as well as the milk and co- cookies for oh Santa. Yeah, I was a big absolutely. fan of the reindeer. I also, I think, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but just in case I haven't, and if I have, then I'm sure I'll get tweets letting me know, but uh, I have been told, because I was young enough, I don't really remember this, I've been told that when I was a kid and I was first learning about Santa, that I was just very unsettled by the idea of Santa himself. Um, And there are no photographs, Mm -hmm. by the way, of me with Santa Claus, like a mall Santa. They don't exist. I have never in my life let myself be placed near a Santa Claus. Um, But I I told my mom at one point, I said, basically, I still want presents. I said, Santa can, the elves can come in and deliver my presents. Santa has to wait outside. It's so good. And I think that the Yule lads... Folklore is sort of the universe coming back at me and saying, do you? Do you want the elves to come inside? And... That's just kind of how I feel now. (laughs) It's, yeah, I mean, decisions were made. Yeah, I was gonna say, I should say that I've only ever heard that secondhand, because I was, like, four years old when I said it, and I do not remember saying it. But I do remember being terrified of Santa Claus, so it does hold up, but... I understand. I understand why you would be. He's he's got too much power. He's big and intimidating and has too much power. Uh, There was, I remember when I was in preschool, like, a Santa came in to, like visit with the kids. And I was very upset about it. And I sat in the corner and read a picture book instead because I wanted no part of Santa. I <laughs> did not have time for him did not want to talk to him. Oh anyway. my goodness, that's too funny. I, I'm also just uh, historically, so- I was terrified of like people in costumes. Like when I went oh, to yeah. Disney as a child, I like screamed and cried anytime like a costume character tried to talk to me. So anyway, <laughs> that's... Oh, no. That's where we're at. Okay. Not today, capitalism. <laughs> Pretty much. So that's that Thetford. Okay. And that what comes he do? the 22nd. Oh, he, he sniffs out your, your leaf bread and takes okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Just wanted to double check that. Yeah. He's just got a really big nose, apparently, and he sniffs in your doorways to find your, your leaf bread. I wish his name was, like... Snack sniffer or like leaf bread sniffer doorway sniffer nope. makes him sound just like a particular brand of creep and I feel bad because his name is actually giving him an image that he doesn't deserve. Yeah, he just like pops in your doorway and then like, like he's where, where's leaf bread at? He's sniffing out the treats. I respect that. Yeah, <laughs> he's not doing treat sniffer maybe. Yeah, he's not doing anything wrong. Um, Snack boy. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He's getting a bad rep and he doesn't deserve it. Okay. A little bit. All right. So we've got two more of these guys. Oh my gosh, there's so many. <laughs> There's 13. I know. The next one is Cat Croaker. Uh-huh. So Cat Croaker, um, his name is Meat Hook. Oh. <laughs> and he uses a hook to steal meat. Okay. I mean, that's better than what I thought it might be. That's it. I thought maybe oh, he like, yeah. killed no, no, people no, no, with a no, meat no. hook. Nope. He uses a hook to steal meat. Okay. That's better. Because if you introduce... not really tell you any more than that. If you introduced what? me to someone and told me their nickname was Meat Hook, I would just... I would assume a lot of terrible things. So that's all right. <laughs> it's good to know. Uh, yeah, he comes on the 23rd, leaves on the 5th. But, and our last boy, I'm assuming he doesn't is. steal sausages though cuz that's not his purview. <laughs> oh no, that's not his deal. Yeah. <laughs> all the sausages are gone by the time he gets it's there. True. I'll, he steals all the other meats. Okay, so who's left? Our last boy is Curtis Sneaker. I like that. All right, what's it mean? Curtis Sneaker is a really fun name. Um his name means candle stealer. So he steals <laughs> your candles. <laughs> Yeah, but it's even a little bit worse than that. Okay, Because he follows children around in order to steal their candles. <laughs> no! And then do you know what he does with the candles? Alex, what does he do with the candles? He eats them. <laughs> 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 Which, okay, in fairness candles used to be made of tallow. And I don't care! That's still it's bad! It's still really bad, but yeah, he follows kids around to take their candles and then eat them. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were, like, walking around your house late at night? Like, you got up to, you know, use the bathroom and you, like, grabbed the candle off your bedside and you're just, like, walking to the hall and then you're on your way back and this, like, big thing behind you just, like, snatches your candle and then shoves it down his gullet? Like, <laughs> it's horrible. Does he blow them out before he eats them or does he eat the fire too? Uh, not specified. <laughs> Not specified anywhere i don't know i can't decide which version i would like better oh my god i honestly don't know yeah oh my god i don't know why in this list of yule lads stealing pretty much consumables only i didn't expect him to eat the candles but i was so unprepared <laughs> for it. he eats them it is wild yeah <laughs> it is them. just insane Oh, I love it. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. Particularly if you follow it back to like the olden days when the story first, like, started. And you think about the fact that candles were like nowadays the candle? It's not a huge deal. Like, it's inconvenient. Yeah. If somebody took my candles. I'm like, all right, fine. Kind of rude, but... but. But back in the day, that was like your primary source of light, after the sun went down. That's no good. <laughs> Nope, it's really not. That's that's a really terrible thing to do. Nowadays, and then after he takes your candles, you've still got several days left of dealing with all these other assholes in your house, and you have no light. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, my God. Because nowadays, I'm just imagining... Do you think he prefers scented candles because they smell, like, appetizing? I don't know. Maybe. Because nowadays, I'm feeling like there aren't a lot of candles in people's houses that aren't just, like, scented candles or maybe, like, candles for, like, centerpieces at nice dinners, but... And maybe... Maybe they're... I'm sorry. I'm just picturing now, like... You know, sometimes you'll, like, read articles, and it's like, how do I keep wild raccoons out of my yard? And it's like, well, they hate the scent of lemon or yeah. something. And so it's like, can you imagine, like, burning a specific kind of scented candle? Because it's like, ah, uh, yes, well, the thing about Curtis Sneaker is that he hates um, Taste of Home by Yankee Candles. <laughs> he hates it. He just hates it so much. Yeah, but don't you dare burn a leaf bread scented candle. Oh, no. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Do they have the... They probably do. I don't know why I'm asking, but... That's all I can think is that scented candles, I imagine, are the most common type of candle now because people don't really use them as a light source unless they're Amish. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I am very disturbed by this one. I don't know exactly why it's affecting me this way, but I don't like him. I am afraid. I am unsettled. Yeah. Does he swallow them whole? I I couldn't tell you. I want to know more about the logistics of the candle eating. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wish there were more information, but... I guess... But that's all I got. There are some things mankind was not meant to know. Yeah, too much information, maybe. We just, we don't want to... We don't want it yeah so those are the yule lads okay um they yeah they so again they visit on the 13 nights leading up to christmas and then depart one by one after that um again they used to be just like these mischievous pranksters but as like santa mythos has spread over the rest of the world and as like gift giving has become more of a christmas tradition Uh um now they do sort of serve that role as well so on each of the nights of the yule lads um children place one of their shoes up on the windowsill. That's, like, the tradition there. Oh. And so for good boys and girls, the Yule Lads will leave candy. Um, If they're not good, though, the (laughs) Yule Lads fill the shoe with... Any guesses? Um, coal? You're not gonna guess it. Nope. Cow poop? Nope. All right, what is it? Somewhere in between those two. Rotting potatoes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 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 that's terrible you're gonna have to throw that shoe away yep rotting potatoes i don't love it okay that's a much more effective thing to like punish someone with than coal which Mm -hmm. actually has a practical use but yeah okay so i read this the other day actually i read Uh something about like how that got started and how it used to be yeah it used to be like a reward like kids who had been good were given coal, and, like, there was a specific reason for it. And now I don't remember it. Well, I do know um, that, at the very least, like, it would be a way to keep your family warm in the winter. Oh, yeah. No, but there was, like, a a very specific reasoning behind it. Like, there was a a story that went with it, and now I don't remember it. I'll find it again. I think it was, like, under the Folklore Thursday tag yesterday or something. But it was interesting. Okay. That is interesting. I've... Because as long as I can remember, I've always thought that that seems like a weird punishment because it's got utility. Like nowadays, kids are not really interested in coal as well. They should not be. uh, Mm -hmm. Save the environment. But um, I also um, wondered how that would start as a punishment because, again, it's the wintertime. You'd think that getting something that you can use to keep your family warm would be a good thing. But you would think so, but I also am delighted by the candy in the shoes thing appearing in this because in um, Dutch Christmas, that's the same. The shoes and the candy in the shoes is the same is the same thing. In, in mm-hmm. Dutch, in Dutch Christmas stories, it's um, if you're, it's it's a much more disturbing version of the story. But um, in Dutch Christmas, you if you le- you leave your shoes out and they are filled with candy if you're good, and then in, depending on the story, it's changed and become a lot more mild. But in older versions of the story, if you were bad, um, either Santa Claus and his helpers kick you, or they <laughs> put you in a sack and take you back to Spain where Santa lives. Yeah, it's not awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Yikes. I think about I think about Dutch Christmas a lot. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the, but I'm I don't know why that delights me so much. That candy in your shoes is like a cl- seems to be like a recurring Christmas theme, but it makes me happy. It's pretty cool. I'm into it. Fill your shoes um, with candy. All right, so I would I would love to subject you to this poem. If oh we yeah, have read the time. me the poem. But I really quickly, I was gonna say. I say that, like, it's such a wild thing when, like, in my family, we don't really do, like, Christmas presents, but we all do. We do do stockings on the morning, and there's almost always candy in most of the stockings. And I'm like, those are just big socks. So, really, I'm not that different. Just putting candy in socks instead of shoes. So, whatever. Yeah, please. So, uh, a few more quick pieces of lore, and then we'll get to the poem. So, real quick, one of the um, supposed, like, elements of this story is that the 13 Yule lads do come down to town with Grilla, again, once every year. Um, but apparently part of the reason that they, like, come down and do this, or I don't really know what the setup is, but they've just had their annual bath. <laughs> so I guess it's part of the story that, like, you know, Grilla, I guess, is, like, hard on them all year round. Is like, all right, it's time for your, your one bath. And then they, like, take their bath and they're like, oh, okay, finally. And, like, really, they were they going to town. They once a year. Uh-huh. And I guess she's like, you know, we're going into, like, you know, say what you will about Grilla say what you will about her, but she does make sure her boys take their one bath right before they their go into town. one bath a year. Mm-hmm. I just, the phrase annual bath makes me so upset. And I do know that in the olden days, they used to think that bathing too often made you more likely to get mm-hmm. sick, but I still don't like it. <laughs> Well, these guys were never really supposed to be, like, icons of hygiene and propriety. I know this. I know this. I know this. Um, and then the other thing about Grilla is that she um, can only capture, like, bad children to take back on in or Cauldron. But if they repent, she has to let them go. So, like, if you've been bad all year and Grilla takes you and she's like, hey, 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 I'm going to cook you up in my cauldron. And you're like, oh, man, I'm really sorry. Then she has to let you go. That's amazing. She I actually has to be really like, oh, like gosh, that. darn it. Okay, fine. Like, you're free to leave. I like that. I like when, but it has to be, like, a good and sincere apology, I'm assuming. Like, you can't be like, I'm sorry your feelings got hurt, Grilla. You have to be genuinely sorry, I'm assuming. But that's, I like that, actually. I like that addition of if you're, if you're mm-hmm. actually sorry that you did a bad job, then she has to let you go. She may eat children, but she respects the sincere apology. She may eat children, but, like, seriously, come on, you know, she's not a total monster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then the the one other thing is that apparently at some point in history, there were, like, tons and tons of these different Yule Lad archetypes, which were then, like, canonized as the 13 Yule Lads once we got this poem in 1932. So there used to be more... I guess there used to be, like, a whole bunch of different, like, Yule Lad OCs running around, and then, like, people chose which ones they were, like, acknowledged. It's sort of like um, – and I don't know if you knew this, but I did a, a research paper on the Thousand and One Nights when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And um, something that's fascinating about the Thousand and One Nights is that for a long time there was no, like – Canonical set of stories in the Thousand and One Nights. There, it was really? just a frame narrative that people used to inter like oh. interject whatever folk tales they had. So there wasn't an official um, like collection. Correct. Yeah, there wasn't like an official anthology for a long, long time. That's amazing. Um, and even now, there is some discrepancy between certain collections of them. Although now there are certain stories that like canonically go with certain nights. Yes, um, which is really interesting. But yeah, there there really isn't like one set in stone collection of the thousand and one nights and for a long time there apparently wasn't like a set collection of yule lads either like people had different ones in different places mm-hmm. um but again in 1932 we got this poem the uh the jolas van mm-hmm. by icelandic poet author and member of parliament oh. johannes Erkotlum. busy busy <laughs> yeah he was quite the renaissance man <laughs> busy boy all right so here it is this is the english translation by halberg Holmundson. okay so it's a little bit clunky in a few places, but overall it gets the job done. Give me the poem. And I, I am rooting for this poem. I think that this new poem should be like the new Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Seymour. I would like I think that. that the world I would like uh, this and I haven't even heard this yet, but I can already say I would like this and the Yule Cat poem to replace T'was the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So. <sighs> Let me tell the story of the lads of few charms who once upon a time used to visit our farms. (laughs) Thirteen altogether, these gents in their prime, didn't want to irk people all at one time. They came from the mountains, as many of you know, in a long single file to the farmsteads below. Creeping up all stealthy, they unlocked the door, the kitchen and the pantry they came looking for. Grila was their mother, she gave them ogre milk, and the father, La Paluta, a loathsome ilk. <laughs> they hid where they could, with a cunning look or sneer, ready with their pranks when people weren't near. They were called the Yuletide lads, at Yuletide they were due, and always came one by one, not ever two by two. <laughs> And even when they were seen, they weren't loath to roam and play their tricks, disturbing the peace of every home. The first of them was Sheepcoat Claude. He came stiff as wood to prey upon the farmer's sheep as far as he could. He wished to suck the ewes, but it was no accident. He couldn't. He had stiff knees. Not too convenient. I don't love the phrasing of preying upon them as far as he could but we'll let it slide for now suck the ewes okay the second was gully gawk gray his head and mean he snuck into the cow barn from his craggy ravine hiding in the stalls he would steal the milk while the milkmaid gave the cowherd a meaningful smile i don't know why that one doesn't rhyme but you know i'm guess it's hard to say <laughs> why not the milkman and the cowherd are into each other though. Stubby was the third called, a stunted little man. Oh, who no. watched for every chance to whisk off with a pan. <laughs> and scurrying away with it, he scraped off all the bits that stuck to the bottom and brims, his favorites. That's what pansexual means. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm Skiffer is an kidding. icon. The fourth was spoon liquor, like a spindle he was thin. He felt himself in clover when the cook wasn't in. Then stepping up, he grappled the stirring spoon with glee, holding it with both hands, for it was slippery. Pot scraper, the fifth one, was a funny sort of chap. When kids were given scrapings, he'd come to the door and tap, and they would rush to see if there really was a guest. Then he hurried to the pot and had a scraping fest. (laughs) Bull Licker, the sixth one, was shockingly ill-bred From underneath the bedsteads he stuck his ugly head And when the bulls were left to be licked by dog or cat He snatched them for himself He sure was good at that The seventh was Door Slammer A sorry, vulgar chap When people in the twilight would take a little nap He was happy as a lark with the havoc he could wreak Slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak Skirgobbler, the eighth, was an awful stupid bloke. He lambasted the skirtub tub till the lid on it broke. <laughs> then he stood there gobbling. His greed was well known. Until about to burst, he would bleat and howl and groan. Oh my god. <laughs> the ninth was Sausage Swiper, a shifty pilferer. He climbed up to the rafters and raided food from there. Sitting on a crossbeam, in soot and in smoke... He fed himself on sausage, fit for gentlefolk. All right. The tenth was Window Peeper, a weird little twit. All right, that's mean. Who stepped up to the... It's not no, wrong, I don't though. like him, but that's pretty mean. Okay. <laughs> who stepped up to the window and stole a peek through it. And whatever was inside, to which his eye was drawn, he most likely attempted to take later on. Eleventh was Door Sniffer, Adultish lad and gross He never got a cold Yet had a huge sensitive nose (laughs) He caught the scent of lace bread While leagues away still And ran toward it weightless As wind over Dale and Hill Meat Hook, the twelfth one His talent would display As soon as he arrived On St. Thorlock's Day He snagged himself a morsel of meat Of any sort Although his hook at times Was a tiny bit short the thirteenth was candle Twas cold, I believe, if he was not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve. He trailed after the little ones, who, like happy sprites, ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. On Christmas night itself, so a wise man writes, the lads were all restraint and just stared at Aww. the lights. Then one by one they trotted off into the frost and snow. On twelfth night, the last of the lads used to go. Their footprints in the highlands are effaced now for long. Their memories have all turned to image and to song. That's sweet. And there you have it. I like that yeah, they That's the YOLIS near. If I'm not mistaken, they don't do any they don't do any bad stuff on Christmas because they like just looking at the pretty lights. Yeah, on Christmas on Christmas itself they just they just hang out and look at the lights. That's sweet. It's really nice actually. So that's the Yolis near, which I actually really, really enjoy. Oh, that's sweet. I like that Yeah, or that the vanavisar is what it's also called sometimes. The translation is not always the exact same, but it's, yeah, it's fun. That is a really nice seasonal poem, actually. I quite like that. Yeah, it's fun. Twas the night before Christmas who? But <laughs> Yeah, seriously. It's so good. That's so cute. It's a little mean to some of the, to some of some the of lads. Them, yeah, and some of the language is a bit clumsy. I would love to, like, go back and, and clean it up. I mean, it's not really, like, you know my job. I'm not really in a native Icelandic speaker, but I think there are elements of it that like could make the, the flow really, really smooth and nice. So yeah, it's great. It's a fun, it's a fun little poem. It's a very fun poem. I like it a lot. Yeah. So that's a poem from 1932 and that's sort of what canonized the Yule lads as we know it. Um, and you know, ever since then the, the boys come back to town every year. The boys are back in town. It's a Christmas song. boys are back in town. You heard it here first folks. And so there you go. Now you have my complete, theory on why The Boys Are Back in town is actually a Christmas song. I really like that, actually. And it is, honestly, might make some enemies here. It is just as much a Christmas song as Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, it's okay if you genuinely loved the movie Die Hard. It's a fun movie, and Bruce Willis is good in it, but... People who make a point of talking about how Die Hard is their favorite Christmas movie, like that is a personality trait, are the equivalent of people who say that they aren't, that, who earnestly say, I'm not like other girls. So, <laughs> I, I don't, I just, I just don't have patience for it. Yeah, we don't need that kind of negativity in our lives. And if you want a genuinely fun Christmas movie to enjoy, I would recommend uh, The Holiday, starring Jack Black it's actually quite lovely. It's one of the it's one of the first movies I ever saw with Jack Black in it that made me genuinely enjoy watching him in movies. Cause when he's in a good movie, he's quite charming. The only like standout performance of Jack Black I've ever seen is um in Goose. <laughs> yeah. You should watch we should watch the holiday when we're together okay. when I'm when sure, I'm man. back in town, because I will be soon. It's really cute. It's um essentially uh it's essentially like the princess switch, except for if everyone involved actually knew the switch was happening. like Yeah, which is nice. I do like that. Yeah. I've never seen The Holiday. Um, my favorite Christmas movie slash one of my favorite movies of all time, and I'm not going to call it a guilty pleasure because it's not a guilty pleasure. It's just a really good movie that I love, mm-hmm. um, is While You Were Sleeping. I love while you yeah. were sleeping. I love while you were sleeping. But the holiday is, I think, the Christmas rom com that people sleep on because people like want to talk about Love Actually, which I is a problematic fave of mine. I actually do still love Love Actually quite a lot, but mm-hmm. um, particularly just for all the scenes where Liam Neeson and his tiny tiny son are being really oh, sweet yeah. together. You could straight up just pull out the scenes of Liam Neeson and his tiny tiny son, <laughs> and it would be an amazing movie. Like an I amazing also short like, film. I also like the couple that meets while they're working as body doubles on the set of a very raunchy movie. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's a cute arc with Martin Freeman. But anyway, also, while we're talking movie recommendations, I just want to plug this because it's out on Shudder now. If you are a horror fan, I have got to recommend a Christmas horror comedy that I like absolutely adored uh, that I got a chance to see the premiere screening of here in LA. And it's called All the Creatures We're Stirring. And it's on Shudder now if you have a Shudder subscription. This is not a paid sponsorship. I just really liked it and had a really good time watching it. and it's Yeah, Addison an an... was texting me about it, like, yeah. as soon as she came out of it. So it, that's that's high praise for a movie. Yeah, it's an anthology horror comedy. And it is a horror comedy that manages to be very funny and also very spooky at times without really being overly gory or mean or, like, gross. And it has a really fun, like, frame narrative that the movie's wrapped in. And I just... If you like horror stuff, like, genre stuff and, and also Christmas, it's a really fun movie. But that's just... <laughs> That's just my personal recommendation as the uh, resident Scream Queen. But it's, I'm going to just say one thing, no spoilers, no spoilers, but Christmas aliens. Okay, that's it. I'm and done. really, what else do you need to know? I think that's all you need to know. So, um, and I think that's also all you need to know about the Yule lives today. That's going to wrap us right up. It sure so. is. Do you have any announcements? Yeah, Are we uh, are we doing any more episodes before the new year? I know that Lunar Light is officially like on a on a holiday break but I didn't know if we decided I mean it. I'm going to be around. Um <laughs> Okay, so we'll pro- we'll probably have an episode out next week. Yeah, I'm assuming like uh um I'm going to be around like I'm going to be back in Virginia. We'll be on the same time zone. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Then yeah, then we'll have an episode out next week. So that'll be fine. We're, like I said, gonna be at Candle Nights, so if you're gonna be at the Candle Nights live show in Huntington, West Virginia, um, what day is that? Is it the 22nd? Oh, gosh, it's the 22nd. So, 22nd. Yeah. We're, yeah. It's a Saturday, yeah. So, uh, the whole, uh, Horror Borealis gang is gonna be there, and if you are gonna be there, I hope to say hello, and if not, then I hope you have a very merry holiday season, and I hope that you are all staying safe and warm and f- surrounded by loved ones, and as always... We hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there.